episode of Knowledge with Homage. Oh, wait, I'm going now. Ah, shit, I don't know what I'm doing. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Knowledge with Homage. This is David Castle. I'm your host. It is the 6th of August, 2020, and we got a special episode today. Uh, we're interviewing the homie here. Uh, this is Josh. This is Josh from Indianapolis, and uh, he's been hitting me up. Sliding my DMs talking about, you know, dude, we got to talk about everything that's going on. So we finally made it happen. And uh, yeah, should be an interesting show. So what's going on, Josh? Tell us a little bit about yourself. Oh, how's it going, man? Uh, I'm glad to be here. Um, I, uh, you know, I consider myself just pretty much an, a normal guy. Um, but my whole life, I've always kind of known that uh, things in the world are not as they should be. And uh, I got to a point in an age where I truly started to delve deeply into the nature of our life on Earth. Um, we as people, uh, how we work, how the world works. Um, and it led me down a, a very long but um, fulfilling path of knowledge and wisdom and the desire to help other people reach um, a certain level of understanding so that they can progress personally in their own lives and ultimately so we as a collective and a society can elevate ourselves to where I think that you know we can get to which is we have infinite potential and uh, we are designed to fulfill that it's just a matter of cultivating the desire and the will to do so um, I'm 25 uh, like I said my whole life I've kind of known intuitively, um, if not on a more intellectual level, that the world just doesn't make any sense. People don't make any sense. And I just needed to understand why that is and how it all works. And I, I really started to do that when I hit 18 or so. And so over the last seven years, it's just been a progressing and evolutionary journey of, of learning and understanding and trying to help other people do the same. Well, good for you, man. That's a that's a very noble pursuit, and it's not an easy thing to do. I think, you know, I was about that age when I started looking into the alternative explanations of everything going on. So earlier you said that uh, you wanted to talk about, you know, consciousness and how that, you know, what that had to do with the causal factors of everything that's going on right now as far as, you know, COVID and this new system that we're being led into. So why don't you elaborate on that and, and kind of explain what you mean by that? Right. Well, the underlying causes of anything that manifests in the physical world exists on the mental plane first. And the the consciousness of the individual, it, it you can only affect your own immediate reality and the people around you who you um, immediately connect with. Right. But the collective is made up of just a bunch of individuals. So uh, when you have a collective of individuals that are in a very low state of consciousness where they're not aware of things that are going on within themselves, things that are going on in the world or how both of those things are really working, most people operate under a, um, a diluted state in terms of how they perceive both how they work on the inside and how the world works on the outside. So when you, when you have the situation of a collective, a population, a collective that is basically completely ignorant to how both the internal realm is working and the external, you're going to get a reality like we're seeing right now where 
you have a you know handful of controlling forces that are implementing their will, which is the root of their agenda in order to bring in control and have dominion over this planet. And because they have the population in such an ignorant state, they're able to basically just do whatever they want. And it is only with the knowledge, wisdom, and enlightenment of the individual, which then will translate to the collective, that will be able to pull us out of this mess. And then going from there to be able to create a world that truly makes sense and that enables us to fulfill the potential that I think that everybody knows deep down that we can fulfill. It's just they're they're operating on a level of consciousness where they're not able to really tap into that. So um, it's about helping people get to that point where they can really get dig into the nature of reality and the nature of consciousness and then become self-actualized enough to then be able to enact that with their behavior because it all starts inside. It all starts in, in, internally. And then once you're able to reach a certain level of understanding internally, then you can manifest results in the real world through your behavior that will generate a reality that's not only best for you, but best for everybody. I mean, the, the nature of reality is symbiotic. E everything is designed so that each component of reality benefits at the same time from each other. You know, people are designed to be um, not not codependent on each other, but interdependent, where, you know, everybody's independent, sovereign individuals, right? But we all coexist in one reality, so we have to create the circumstances that enable everybody to thrive, not just survive. And right now, and for the last, you know, um, unspoken amount of time, human civilization has been a survival-based civilization, a fear-based civilization, because of that low level of consciousness that the individual and hence the collective are in. So, yeah, that 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 makes sense, man. I mean, and I would say the way that they do that to us, they keep us into that low low state of consciousness, is through things like you know TV social media, the movies, the programming where, where that's done to us, fucking school, all these things, you know, and the lack of spirituality, they totally turn us against all of that stuff. Do you think that has to do with uh, where we're at right now? Oh, yeah, it has everything to do with it. And, you know, th there's, a, there's a fine line here, right, between um, the, per the personal responsibility that each individual has to take for their own state of being, right, and for understanding the um, external causal factors that put people into a position where they're not capable of doing that. So uh, what I try to do with my work and in educating people is helping people find a balance between where, okay, you understand that you are responsible for your own self and for what your behavior is, but also to understand that you know we are born into a world where pretty much everything is designed to keep us in this level of consciousness that breeds um, detriment to not just to the to the self the individual self but to everyone collectively which leads us down a path of you know if, if you watch or read any of the dystopian uh, novels or movies I mean if you, if you kind of mash them all together elements of them I mean that's where we are and where we're headed it's it's only going to get worse and it's all a byproduct of the perversion of spirituality the distortion of it through religion 
and uh, through television, like you said, and the education system, it's all designed to keep people in a state where they cannot progress. They are stagnant or even worse, they are they are de-evolutionary in terms of they, they, they actually get worse. They don't just stay the same. They get worse. Uh, you know, it, it's it it's there's no easy answer just because there's so, there's almost eight billion people on this planet and. That's that's a lot of variables, and most of that, the bulk of that eight mil- billion people, is so quote unquote asleep. You know, I try to refrain from using all these words that people uh, have kind of turned into a novelty, but uh, sometimes it's harder to to find the right ones. But there's so many, you know, quote unquote asleep people that the ones who are quote unquote awakening or are are you know as fully awake as they can be. There, there, we don't have a lot of options in terms of what we can do about it. Uh, you know, the best we can really do is to, you know, educate ourselves the best we can, be the best version of ourselves that we can be, be the example, uh, put out content so that people who want to know can find uh, what we're all desperately seeking, we're all thirsty for. And, you know, it's hard to bypass the, the, the media and the educational system and things of that nature because they just have such a stranglehold over the infrastructure of our way of life. And the Internet has made that easier to a certain extent, I suppose. Uh, the Internet has been weaponized to a degree that I don't think anybody could have foreseen, you know, before it really became – um, what it is with social media and everything of that nature. It, it's it's completely um, inundated people in their base instincts even more so, honestly, than the TV ever could. Uh, people are just – all the infighting, the division, divide and conquer. Uh, I've heard you talk about that on, on your podcast before. That That's fundamental. Um, so, you know, as much as I would like to say the technology and social media and all that is, is it's supposed to be a good thing, but it's it's been completely perverted to the point where it's it's even more of a detriment, honestly, than the mainstream media and things of that nature. Yeah, it definitely makes it worse. I don't think people are are meant to be able to express every little opinion they have instantly to the whole world and, you know, be just the level of narcissism that we've reached <laughs> as a society is, is right. fucking crazy. Right. It, well, it's okay. So, do you think that you know at the fundamental nature of what's going on right now? Because it seems pretty obvious that some evil people are in control of the world. Do you think this is a spiritual thing, like a good versus evil, you know, God versus devil type of thing going on, it, based in the spiritual realm and just manifesting in the physical through us? What do you think? Uh, you know that that's one way of looking at it. Uh, I, it's not necessarily that simple, um, but fundamentally, uh, like I said, everything begins inside. You know, and and if you want, I the term spiritual. Uh, um, you know, it's been so uh, co-opted, and it's been turned into such a uh, you know a marketed word where people say, "Oh yeah, I'm a spiritual person." When really it's just it's just something that they use to boost their own sense of self-importance and the, how they are viewed in other people's eyes. Um, so, like I said, I try to stay away from a lot of these words, and it's hard to find the right ones. But what you're saying with the the analogy that you're an, an allegorical way you're saying it, I mean, yeah, it's accurate. Um, you're talking about you have 
You have a group of people who absolutely do not care about anybody but their own self-interest and what it is that they're trying to do, no matter who it hurts or, you know, what they have to do to achieve it. And then you're you're talking about, you know, the bulk of humanity, which generally speaking, are just trying to get by. Um, most of them aren't, you know, quote unquote, bad people. They're just doing the best that they can in the circumstances that they were given, although, you know. It is, like I said, it is their responsibility to become a an enlightened human being. It's not like they can place the blame on these evil people and say, oh, it's their fault. They're, they're, that's just – that's not productive. Um, and then you have the people like us on the fringes who have done the work in order to educate and enlighten ourselves, and we're trying to take action with that. And if you want to call – you know that group of people who are trying to do that, the good people, you can do that. I, I don't I don't think it's ever as simple as just good, evil, like people like to make it out to be God, devil. Uh, these are just perspectives. But ultimately, the sentiment of that idea is what is the case. Yes, absolutely. Hmm. Yeah, there's something going on. There's something bigger than us. I know that. Now, oh, yeah. what? Okay, so what do you think's going on with the whole COVID thing? How do you feel about that? And uh, you know, what's it like where you live? Um, Indianapolis is like a thirteenth or fourteenth biggest city in the country, I believe. So it's it's about how you would expect it to be. You know, everybody's walking around with their with their masks and totally um, consumed by the fear. And do you wear a mask? Uh, no, sir. No, sir. Not in not what under are, any what circumstances. What do people say to you? You get, they, does it get you into a lot of shit? Uh, they just kind of look at me like I'm a leper or something. Um, most people don't do anything. They're they're too worried about what they're going through um, to really, you know, can be concerned with what I'm doing. But uh, yeah, you just get a lot of looks. But honestly, I don't go out, you know, to the store or anything very much. I I, I grow some of my food. I, I get it ordered and shipped to me from a, a farmer that I know um, out in uh, Pennsylvania who has his own uh, he's got everything he's got everything from meat to, to veggies and I get most of my stuff from there so I, I do my best to just avoid the whole thing um, but when I do go out yeah I, that's that's what I see and you know I mean in terms of the whole thing uh, as a situation I mean <laughs> just to put it lightly it, it's a complete and utter parody you know, um, it, 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 I can only laugh at it at this point, because if I don't laugh at it, I just kind of get filled with rage, you know, because it's just so utterly ridiculous. The whole thing from top to bottom. Um, I mean, even if you believe that there is such thing as a as a covid-19 virus, which I, I, I have nothing that convinces me of that. But even if you believe it, uh, everything that's been going on in terms of, you know, the quote unquote, trying to solve it and deal with it, it it's just an utter joke, you know. Yeah, sure is. And it's just definitely another another step towards the ultimate goal that they want is just sure. the complete tyrannical society fucking controlling everyone telling you what you can do. I mean, they've already done it. And the thing that's the most disappointing is how everybody goes along with it yeah. and they just, you know, for their own safety, that's all it takes. They tell you it's for your own good and then people will do it and they scare you and that's all it takes. So it's, it's really fucked up. Uh, and it's, it really shows you where people are at as far as their conditioning goes 
and just how easy it it'll be to to take us all over, which is which is what's happening because no one no one's fighting back. I mean, some people are. You see, you see movements and protests in in particular cities. Like they just had a big one. I think it was in Berlin. Um, so you know that's inspiring to some extent, but I think people are so asleep and they're so heavily entertained. There's so much to escape from reality, and that's the state that most people are in. They're just always looking for that next laugh or anything to entertain them, you know, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, the fucking TV, movies, all that stuff, you know, and it's just, it keeps us away from reality. And then the people who do think they're informed are just watching the mainstream media and don't even know that alternative media exists. And plus that shit's getting censored so hard right now. It's, it's really, we're coming to a difficult time for, for the truth. Right. It sucks, man. Yeah, I mean, just look what they've been able to pull off in the last, you know, five months. I mean, it, you know, it was already bad before that, obviously, but like, I mean, the level of escalation that's taken place in the last five or six months, I mean, like, I, I've known for a long time, I mean, six, seven years, that something like this was going to happen at some point. I just couldn't, you know, I couldn't identify exactly what or when, um, but I knew that they were going to pull off something like this at some point because you know, incrementalism is the strategy and it's the only way to do it because if you try to overtly enforce a tyrannical society onto people, they will notice and respond. I mean, history tells that tale. And I think that the 20th, 21st century really demonstrates that these people have learned their lesson in terms of how they, you know, managed to capture people's minds and sustain that, um, and they, they've done it slowly. It's like a drip feed. And, you know, they have escalating events every now and then. Like 9-11, for example, was a big one. Um, and now this, this is unprecedented. You know, there's, there hasn't been anything like this. And I, it's because of the technological, you know, social, digital realm that we live in now that it, it's really exploded like it has. You, if you, you couldn't do something like this ten, even 10 years ago. Um, it, it, it's because of the Internet that they've been able to do this. Um, but yeah, and yeah, like you said about the truth being censored, I mean, like, uh, David Icke, um, taken off YouTube a while back, uh, uh, Max Egan. I don't know if you know who Max Egan, I know you, I, I'm pretty sure you know who David Icke is. Yeah. Um, yeah. I've heard of Max Egan. I'm not too familiar with his work though. He's, he's not perfect by any means, but he put out a lot of good stuff and he got just taken down overnight. I mean, these, it's just, if you're going to go to YouTube or any of these mainstream, um, you know, tech giant corporations to try to put out your message, you're going to get taken down at some point. It's just inevitable. And pretty soon there's not going to be anything left. I mean, it's like you said, though. I mean, most people are so inundated in the in the false, you know, quote, matrix of the the establishment mainstream reality that it doesn't even really matter because they don't even know it exists in the first place. But I mean, still, it's like if these people ever did decide that they want to investigate now, they're only going to see when they go on these things, whatever the establishment wants them to see. So, yeah, it's a disaster, man. Totally. Yeah, complete control of information. That's so important to everything they're doing. And it's it's stuff that was foreshadowed in books like 1984, oh, where yeah. they, they rewrite history. They throw shit down the memory hole to completely change everything. And it, it gets to the point, and it, then you're seeing the doublespeak that comes out, too, where they're they're redoing the vocabulary. And, they're, and that's so fundamental to the way we think about things. And you're changing definitions of words. And you're even, like limiting the words that we use because you know it's everything's changed to like the 
slang type shit where it's just dumbed down. The language right. has been dumbed down. If you read something written in the 17 or 1800s or even the early 1900s, they were so much more eloquent and better oh, at explaining yeah. themselves. People are so fucking stupid now. I just watched Idiocracy last night. And like, dude, it's so accurate to <laughs> for what's happening right now. It's such a good movie. Oh yeah, yeah, that's a that's a great one. Uh, there's there's a lot of great ones. Uh, I mean, that the, there's a very select few of them, and you know, when you're uh, correlating it to the rest of Hollywood and media, there's that there there's a very small pocket in which those uh, more enlightening films and books and stuff exist, but they are out there, and if you can find them, there's a lot of them. It's just people are so um, taken in by everything that's promoted every everywhere you look that finding that those those gems so to speak is is difficult unless you're really looking for it and yeah like you, you that's a great point about the articulation factor because yeah you go back and you read something from even you know the 1940s 30s like uh, you know Alice Bailey or Blavatsky or any of these people they are just it's just so beautiful the way that they articulate what they're trying to say and now all you have is just this drivel like that's all i can call it it's just it's more animal like than anything uh yeah go ahead yeah it, totally uh and that was uh part of idiocracy it's like the guy's not even very smart right and then <laughs> just the way he talks everyone says he's just sounds faggy like it's fucking hella <laughs> right. funny dude and nobody even understands him and it's like we've almost right. gotten to that point where it's it's not cool to to express yourself eloquently yeah, no, it's, we're uh, we're pretty much there at this point. Yeah, yeah, it's it's pretty disappointing. Okay, so uh, in addition to that, what do you think of the Black Lives Matter movement and everything that's going on with the George Floyd thing? Uh, l- listen, I mean, there is no movement, there is no uprising, there is no narrative that becomes so pervasive in the um, in the public consciousness that is not orchestrated pre-thought out and then implemented with an agenda in mind now i mean like i'm not saying that black people don't get killed by cops a lot obviously that that is that that's the case but i mean the, the statistics show that everybody's getting killed by cops cops have always been a pervasive cancer in our society for as long as they've existed it's never been any different they're just the authority attack dogs just like the military is so, I mean, you know, I, I, I get it, but you, people are they're just not intelligent enough to understand when they're being manipulated. And, you know, I mean, George Floyd, for example, like this guy was a career felon robbing women at gunpoint and stuff. And now he's being hailed as a hero because some cop decided to kneel on his neck for eight minutes or whatever the hell it was. I think it was the same time that the first plane uh, hit the twin towers on nine 11. You know, yeah, it was really close. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Something like, something like that. So, I mean, because of all that, you know, now people, they get yanked right into their base instincts. I mean, what, what can you really expect in terms of, I think this is exactly what they expected because they did the whole lockdown. They put people in a position where they're compromised internally and externally because most people have been, you know, struggling, not making money, uh, unable to provide for their families, etc. And then you drop this bomb on them like that. And of course, they're going to react in such a way. And they I mean, they just behaved like the animals like they think of us as, you know, it wasn't surprising at all. 
yeah, I mean, you know, in these type of events, you got to even question if that shit even really happened the way right. they say they did. Or if these guys are actors, you know, maybe he's on an island with Tupac somewhere. Who the fuck <laughs> right. knows? And uh, they, you're right. They can't tell ahead of time how people are going to react. That's what they do with all of our data. And they have these right. supercomputers, artificial intelligence, where they can run simulations and know exactly how people respond. And on top of that, you have all the predictive programming that's promoting the division movies that there's like so many slavery movies and shit that came out where it's just the demon white slave runner whipping the black dude and in all this stuff you know movies like Django but there's a bunch of them 12 years a slave oh. Oh, yeah. uh and they, they all come out and they all reinforce that mentality that we're you know we're racist everyone's racist and there's, yeah, there's no, this nobody big wants race to talk, problem nobody wants to talk about that no, nobody wants to discuss that. If you try to discuss no. it, you are a racist. That's the thing about it, you know. Exactly, and that's what's fucked up about that is there's no discord. There's no discussion. It's just, uh, you know, it's labels. It's it's uh, it's ridiculous is what it is. And it's sad, obviously, you know, that racism does exist and systemic racism and stuff like that, targeting certain communities for extinction. You know, that's what Planned Parenthood was. That's why oh, yeah. they were focused... Mostly in the black neighborhoods. Margaret Sanger was a eugenicist. Uh, Bill Gates' dad yeah, was father. fundamental in setting up that shit. Right. And they're yeah. still into it. That's what the vaccines are all about. You oh, know? yeah. Absolutely. They're trying to get rid of us. Oh, and yeah, as far as it. the COVID-19 thing goes, most people still don't even think that chemtrails are real. They can't even look up into the sky and, like, notice them for some reason, which is the craziest thing to me. It's like, how is there any hope for society when you can't even see what's happening in front of your face, you know? And it's like, holy shit. And then you got to take into account that they do have things like nanotechnology that they could spray in the chemtrails that go into your body that can be activated by frequencies. And we're living in this electromagnetic network with the space-based satellites and then just things close to home, all the cell phone towers. There's a new one popping up every day. Right. And what if COVID-19 is just some uh, frequency-activated disease and places where 5g was put in like in wuhan new york is you know all the big cities get that shit first but you can't you can't even postulize that either mm -hmm. or else you get your shit taken down so right, the connection between 5g and covid19 yeah you know you just you're just exactly whack job conspiracy theorists you try to even talk about that stuff but you know like i i don't know like that's that's what i'm saying i don't I, as far as i can tell like just based on like what i've heard from from doctors and people like that who aren't afraid to speak out about it i mean th they they have no way to actually you know test for covid19 because they they haven't even isolated it you know like there's there's certain criteria in the medical world that you have to be able to um to appease in order to say that there is even a virus that exists. And uh, I'm trying to remember off the top of my head. The Koch's postulate. Yes, yes. Koch's postulate. And, and the Brad, Bradford Hill criteria, that's the other one. And and this, this COVID-19 is not past that, and they admit that. What they test for is proteins that are associated with the coronavirus, which has been around for decades. This is just supposedly a a different um, strain of that, and they have they, they have not isolated it. So the idea that they can come out with a vaccine for it at all, let alone in a year, is absolutely utterly ridiculous. And vaccines in and of themselves, across the board, are essentially killers. So I mean, th like that's what I'm saying. It doesn't matter what 
approach you take to any of this, what layer you're looking at, it's all absolutely ridiculous. It's just, but yeah, it's, it's like I said, bullshit. yeah, it's like, but what can you expect from a population that knows that they can't even like wipe their ass, you know? Yeah, and it sucks, man. I'm sure you have people close to you and, and maybe family members, friends or something that are deeply caught up in everything and, and you try to explain things to them and they just don't believe you. But for some reason, they want to believe this guy on TV as if this person cares about them in any way. When you're someone who's close with them in their life and they, they don't want to believe you, you know, they don't want to take your advice or do the do the research that you ask them to do. And they're just always it's just what they are. You know, I don't know. It's fucked right. up, though, isn't it? Yeah, no, that's 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 the tragic tragic irony of it all. You know, people will trust complete strangers that they really know nothing about other than what their TV tells them. And then you've been in their life, their entire life, and you know your opinion is about as you know as much it carries as much weight as what you know what the cat's meowing about. You know, it's just yeah, it's sad. But um, honestly, in my personal life, I have uh, my like my mother. She uh, she and I have always been close uh, because my uh, my 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 dad's side of the family has hasn't really ever been involved in my life. And they had a they had a rough marriage. So that that made us close. And because of that, I think she was uh, much more open to what I was saying early on. And she's come around um, over the last four or five years. Uh, So that's really helped me on a personal level deal with the whole thing, having her. And I also have a a really good friend of mine who's. uh, on the same level as I am. So I, I don't have it nearly as bad as I know a lot of people do. Uh, through my Instagram account and through uh, other things that I've done in the past on social media and stuff, I've connected with a lot of different people, and they they have that problem like to a, the nth degree. Like their whole family is just completely taken over by whatever you know v- variant of the mind control and propaganda it is. And I, I, I can't even imagine you know being in that situation. I'd, I'd lose my mind. If it weren't for having two stable foundational rocks in my life like that, it would probably would have been a lot worse for me, but yeah, no, believe me, I, I see it a lot and I, it's just, there, there's not a whole lot I can do about it. You know, um, I, I try to focus on what I can control. Um, yeah, that's why I wanted to have this chat because I, I like connecting with people, um, that, you know, at least have, a certain degree of an audience, even if it's only like, even if it's five people is listening to him, it doesn't matter. As long as I can get myself out there to people who wouldn't have heard me originally, that that's, that's the best I can do, you know? And as long as I can help one person truly help one person, I'm doing my job. You know, I, I can't really expect anything else. Uh, I'm, I'm certainly not going to wake up humanity in the aggregate. Uh, it's not possible. It's got, that's gotta be done on their own. Um, and it's going to take a lot more suffering and time in order for people to really come to the point where they're ready to do that. I mean, we're not even close. I mean, that's that's the thing. You That's the one other thing I wanted to talk about. You have this whole uh, sect of the community that refers to itself as like, you know, an advocate for truth and freedom and et cetera, et cetera. But th- th- they're not even close. They're, they're living in their own deluded version of reality where all they have to do is is meditate and, you know, use their crystals and be vegan. And the, the world's just going to yeah. wake up on its own, you know? Yeah, the New Age movement is uh, something that was created by, you know, the powers that shouldn't be or, or at least co-opted. You know, right. they, uh, Alan, Alan Watt both. talks about that a lot. Are yeah. you familiar with Alan Watt? Yeah, Alan Watt is a is a trip. He's, he's got a fucking treasure. 
Yeah, guys okay. like him, they're 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 something else, you know. Um, people can't even like people back the his he he's di- he died right a while ago. Well, no, so see, there's Alan Watts who is the Buddhist guy. He's like the white dude, British right. dude who like brought Buddhism over to England and popularized it. Right. And he was friends with like Aldous Huxley and shit. And I, that guy's very suspicious in my eyes. Oh. He's got some good shit. But uh, I'm talking about Alan Watt. Yeah, 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 yeah. Alan Watt is a researcher, and he does like a weekly podcast called Cutting Through the Matrix, and it's really, really informative. Okay. Uh, the guy's very smart. Out. I would highly recommend you check it out. I will. Yeah, no, yes. I have not heard of that, actually. I know who he is. I didn't know he was doing a uh, like a weekly show or anything. Oh, yeah, he's been doing it for, for many years. And ever since the COVID shit, he used to only do it an hour every Sunday. Now he does four hours. And I don't blame him. That just kind of tells you... Yeah, how important everything that's that's going on because uh, it's just been kicked into high gear and, and everything is changing and they're really going for it right now. Oh yeah, and people are falling for it too. Like yesterday, I, I went to the store to go get something. I had to exchange something, and I was like, dude, I had to leave the fucking store. I can't do the mask thing, man. I hate it. It really, uh, it because when you know what's actually happening and that the mask doesn't do anything in the first place, and that we don't even know if there really is a virus. I mean, man, to see, to be forced to do that, to do anything, is just so degrading yeah, dude, to me, and I, I, I really dislike it. It's torturous. No, there's no way around it. If you know, if you, if you even know, like, a modicum of what's going on, it, it hurts. But like, when we're at this level where we, we don't even, you know, we, we question everything, right? We, I mean, there, there's, there's no way to deal with it adequately. I mean. If you got to go do shit, you got to go do shit. You know, it is what it is. But yeah. uh, dealing, I mean, just it's no, it's, it's an impossible situation. You know, like you, you have to you have to do X, Y and Z in order to sustain yourself. And in order to do that, you have to compromise, you know, what you would do in order to survive. I mean, that's the nature of our society. You know, that, that right there in and of itself is a perfect articulative example of how the whole thing functions. And. You know, it, it's pathetic. Honestly, it's just—it's just truly, it's—it's abhorrent. It's—it's it's abysmal. You know, it's just—it's just so. It's just a, such a quote on, to 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 steal a new age phrase. It's just such a low vibration, and you can feel it no matter where you go, and just, just with what oh, you can yeah. see with your eyes. You know. Well, and then what you can't see because you're cut off from everybody's facial expressions. That's seventy right. percent of communication. The nonverbal gestures. Little mouth movements and shit like that. Just smiling at someone as you pass them by. I don't know if people in Indianapolis do that, but I'm from huh. a small town. Everyone does that shit. You acknowledge their existence and you smile at them. Even if it's insincere, it's just a polite thing to do. I notice in bigger cities like in New York, they don't do that. Everyone keeps their head down, which is a weird thing to me. California, they do it. Yeah, but it's just different. There's little differences across the country, you know. Sure. But uh, it, it, to cut everybody off from that, that form of communication is further dividing us and fragmenting society. And it ain't helping us any. Nope. It every, sucks. Every, everything's designed to further and further plummet us into this reality where everybody is just walking around, you know, blindfolded, deaf and dumb, and they, they disconnected from their soul. Um, you know, I mean, we're gradually moving towards transhumanism, which will just completely obliterate the human spirit. And, that's that's a that's just in uh, that's what's the it's inevitable it's inevitable unless of course humanity manages to change course which I just don't see any 
evidence of that I can point to and realistically say, okay, you know, we're, we're moving in the right direction. Anybody who tells you that we're moving in the right direction, in my opinion, is absolutely batshit crazy. Um, I yeah, think that they, they're on I, drugs or some, you know, right, right, right. They're, do they're, enough drugs. You'll think that they're on the drug of false hope is the drug that they're on. And that, yeah. that's, that's the thing. I mean, I've, I, I've always felt that hope in the face of a situation that only action will change is absolutely worthless. Like, do I understand that hope is a valuable um, energy in a situation where, where you don't have any control? Sure, I understand that. But like in a situation like we're talking about, our society and the condition of it, the only thing that will ever change it is us and is our state of awareness and then channeling that into our behavior. So hope in that case is completely useless it serves no purpose other than to just keep people comfortable in a very disconcerting and uncomfortable situation um you know people would rather stay in the prison cell and decorate it decorate the walls of it make it look nice and pretty and put a nice you know fucking beanbag chair down so they can chill in it rather than acknowledge that they're in the prison cell and that things need to be done, specific things need to be done in order for us to break out of it and then, you know, go from there. And p- that's just so far beyond the pale of what people are even able to comprehend or even, like, think about at this point because they're just so – I mean, a- everything is against them. I That's the thing, you know. I mean, everything that you can point to in the world is is acting against them becoming anything other than what they've been engineered to be. So I – you know, I get it. But it doesn't change anything, you know, like the, the the empathy that you can have for these people, because you understand what it's like. You went through it. You you were in through the education system. You you've watched the news, you know, for at least some, for some point of your life. You get it. You, you've e- eaten the shit food. You know, you understand. But like ultimately, when you re- reach a certain point of understanding, you realize that all of that is just a worthless excuse and it's not going to change anything. It's just going to make you feel more comfortable with the situation. And that doesn't help. Ultimately, I mean, facing reality and truly dealing with it is the only cure, you know, to this cancer that ever that has infected everyone. And, you know, I, I just try my best to give people the information that's most pertinent towards their own evolution and enlightenment so that they will do the same because that that's the only, you know, practical thing you can do at this point. Uh, anything else is just a death sentence, you know, and that's evidenced by, you know, many examples, you know, take JFK, for example, somebody who tries to do something on a scale that, you know, really, uh, you know, puts you on the radar of the powers that should not be you see the consequences and there's you know numerous examples for that i'm not trying to be a martyr you know <laughs> yeah yeah classic example of the hope thing is uh, obama his yeah. campaign was all i mean it was a slogan right like, yeah. exactly it's a hollow fucking word it means nothing nothing uh, but you know what i do think is important is faith at least knowing that there's something greater beyond you Oh yeah, that's something sure. that could be helpful and something that could really be, like you said, like a foundation where you operate from knowing that there is something that is the truth. There's right and there's wrong. And uh, it's a lot bigger than just this physical materialistic world that we've been forced into and how ha- we've been manipulated to, to think that that's all there is. And, the, you know, what's happening right now 
could only take place in an atheistic society. If, oh, absolutely. If they had people who had any foundation in faith, whatever your religion may be, besides like Satanism and some fucked up shit like that, uh, it, you, they wouldn't be able to do it because people would realize that they're free, or, or at least un, in God's eyes or something, you know? Sure. But no, I, without I, I, that, yeah. everyone's just a slave. Yeah, no, um, for, for me, uh, knowledge of the true nature of reality of yourself, that is the absolute fundamental and most important foundation to any sort of benevolent, positive, symbiotic change manifestation in the real world. Where, where, where faith comes in for me is... I, I, listen, I have no faith in the bulk of humanity. I have no faith in the collective, but I do have faith in the individual because I'm an individual and because I was able to come out of the fog and awaken myself, I know that other individuals can do that too. And I've seen it. You know, I know people who have done it. So I have I, the faith in the individual is what really enables me to do what I do because if I didn't have faith in the individual, and my non-faith in the collective, the, the collective body of humanity as it, as it stands, I wouldn't be doing anything. So it's that, it's that knowledge that people are capable of. I mean, everybody has the, the same potential. You know, we're all, we're all consciousness. Everybody is a, an expression of consciousness. So therefore, we all have the same infinite potential. But you know, I, you have to be realistic and recognize that most people just have been, you know, com so completely um, fucked, for lack of a better word, that they're just they're not going to get there. But it's the knowledge that some can and will that keeps me going. And in regards to religion, um, the way religion has been completely twisted and inverted um, makes it an, an utter cancer, but the fundamental foundation of religion, which is just, um, you know, it's the same across the board, you know, uh, the, 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 uh, the, mor the morality that is at the foundation of all religion, the, the knowledge of right and wrong, the objective knowledge of right and wrong, that's what's important. And recognizing that we are all individual expressions of, you know, the the one consciousness that has created this reality and that lives through it. I mean, that's that's what all religion is fundamental is fundamentally supposed to be about. But of course, like everything else, it has just been turned into a weapon to enslave people, both you know mentally and hence physically. You know, so uh, faith faith is important if. You don't have the proper knowledge in order to transcend it because I think that when you have the right knowledge, faith becomes kind of obsolete. Um, it, but I think it's important. It's an important uh, stepping stone in order to get to knowledge because if you don't have faith that there's more to this than just like you said, the materialistic prison that's been built all around us, and that you know that that, that people, if people don't have faith that there is a you know quote unquote spiritual dynamic to reality then they're never going to get to the point where they can have objective knowledge. So it, it, it is absolutely important. Hope, on the other hand, I just, you know, it, it's just such an easy way to abdicate your responsibility and say, oh, well, you know, I just hope somebody comes and saves me, whether it be an, an extraterrestrial or it be QAnon or it be, you know, whatever it is. Hope is just a cop-out, whereas faith is a much more um, constructive 
phenomenon that will lead to something that is, you know, much more important, which is knowledge. It's, knowledge is everything. That's, I, I think that's why you call your, your show knowledge with homage, because knowledge is the, is the most important pillar to, you know, any aspect of reality. Uh, and if we want to create a reality that is truly based in what makes sense for the individual and for the collective, what will lead to our, evolution into a into an existence that is based in true love and symbiosis symbiosis is my go-to word because it's it's mutual benefit and if we want that knowledge is that's got to come first knowledge of self and knowledge of the world around us and once we combine those two things then we can we can find wisdom and wisdom is what enables us to take the actions to perform the behaviors that will actually create that world and that's that's what people are i think are afraid of honestly is is taking responsibility because it's just such a it's such a uh, a heavy weight in comparison to you know what they're used to which is just essentially getting up every day and running the hamster wheel you know without you know any cognitive processing there's no effort or responsibility there so so to go from that to realizing that you have total responsibility for yourself and for your reality and then you know everybody sharing that equal level of responsibility on a collective level i mean that's just such a big jump for people and it, it scares the shit out of them and that's why they're, they 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 run away from anything that is beyond the um established narrative because all of that the established narrative all of it it all promotes and breeds abdication of responsibility it all promotes and breeds moral relativism and that's satanism satanism is moral relativism where you know you have somebody who claims to be the arbiter of truth and and says okay i decide what's right and wrong and you know religion has unfortunately been you know in terms of organized religion i sorry if i'm going on too long um but no hit it up you're good religion is pervasive in terms of all aspects of society authority authority is a religion money is a religion you know there's there's hardly anything in this world that's not a religion because it's all hinged on belief collective belief and there's a reason why the word lie is is in the middle of the word believe belief because there's no knowledge in it everybody just has this uh, delusion that these things are real and that they actually have um, this false importance. Like authority controls the world. The, the the religion of authority, the belief in authority, is the fundamental tenet of mind control. That at least in the Western world, especially, has completely overridden our sovereignty. And then you have money, which is just kind of the uh, the the fuel for the engine, so to speak. The the belief in money, it just it keeps the machine going. Um, but what I'm, when, I, when I'm talking about religion here in this context, I'm talking about the organized religions, the you know the ones that are supposed to be quote unquote spiritual. Those have just been turned into essentially cults that you know you're you're, you're brainwashed with dogma from day one that says that you know our interpretation of the fundamental you know truths of existence our interpretation that has been converted into dogma that has nothing to do with it that that overrides the fundamental base which is the moral understanding that there is an objective truth there is an objective right and wrong and satanism 
is not, of course, what most people think it is, where they, they associate it with, you know, like the Christian devil. But really what Satanism is, is just complete and utter devotion to self, no matter what you have to do in order to stay completely devoted to yourself. You're willing to do basically anything. And to be a Satanist just means that you believe that you are God. You are the arbiter of truth. You can say what is and isn't true, what is right or is wrong. And of course, we, we know that there is an inherent objective definition of right and wrong, that there is an inherent and objective truth in reality. And it's like I put a post up today talking about it, that the two foundational objectives of those who seek control and dominion in any situation are to keep the majority of the population from having awareness and understanding of the laws of reality, which is my Instagram name, and second, to keep from the majority of the population their their existence and what their true agenda is and how they bring it to fruition. If you can keep the public completely oblivious to both of those things – I mean, they're in no position to even know that there's something that they need to do to stop something that they don't they don't even know that there's something to stop, you know, let alone knowing what to do about it. So religion, unfortunately, the the, the organized religion has, you know, become a um, a huge part of why that rea the reality that we exist in exists. And then you couple that with the religions of money and authority. And then you, you mean you just have a. You have a situation where there's not much recourse, you know, unless, you know, there was some sort of sudden miraculous flooding of the Internet with, you know, uh, um, lectures of objective truth that everybody had to watch. You know, I, I, don't, I just don't see uh, I don't see many paths to overcoming this in the short term anyway. You know, I think I think long term will eventually be, be all right. Eventually, you know, who long, who knows how long that will be. It could be thousands of years from now. I don't know. But short term, I, I don't really see any indication of um, us getting out of this mess. So what steps do you think people could take to, uh, you know, make things better? The average person who, who right. has no knowledge of any of this stuff. I mean, what what can we do? Well, I mean, it's a it's a tough question. Um, I think first and foremost, the, the number one thing you can do is within yourself, decide that you desire above anything else, the truth about, you know, it, you don't even have to desire, you know, to know, you know, all the conspiracies and stuff. I think like, I think most of that stuff is a distraction. I think that, you know, people talking about, you know, the origins of this, of COVID-19, whether COVID-19 even exists, I think it's all just a way of keeping people uh, stuck in a loop in an echo chamber. Um, I think the number one thing that anybody can do is desire the truth of what applies to them and their internal world first, because that's all you have control over. So you have to come to the, the realization that, there are, you know, th there's a certain way that everything operates, reality operates, and that includes, you know, consciousness, the mind, emotions, psychology, and you have to be willing to put the desire for that truth, that knowledge of those things above anything else, because if you, if you can't do that, then you won't be in a position where you'll have the right information and the right perspective and perception to make any sort of, you know, decisions that make sense, real sense, the kind of sense that will actually make any sort of difference, even if it's just in your life and the people around you. So that's, that's number one. Um, 
and I, I understand that that's difficult because there's just, you know, everybody's just so flooded with, you know, infinite information. It's like the, the saying, uh, we're, we're drowning information and starving for wisdom. That's, that's accurate. Um, I think another thing people can do on a more fundamental level is, is pull all of their resources out from, you know, like the, the, uh, the big corporations, like, you know, when they buy their food or, you know, whatever, I think that if people started growing food and if that's not feasible, at least, uh, purchasing your, your food and stuff from farmers who are, um, doing everything on their own and, and doing it legit, doing it the right way. I think that is a, a fundamental thing that people can do. Um, I think buying land is, is something that, that, that that's, I think that's invaluable at this point. Uh, just just so you can have something that you can sustain yourself on, that you can, you know, you can deviate away from the established idea of what living is. I think that's fundamental. Um, I mean, it, there, there, unfortunately, there's just not a lot that can be done realistically. You know, the, these things that I'm talking about, like with, with with the food and with land, that's it's not an easy endeavor you know especially with the financial situation that you know we're in and that most people find themselves in especially in this time where you know small businesses are all but dead and you know amazon is and 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 companies like that are just you know reaping the benefits of the (laughs) the online purchasing realm where that's what everybody's doing now is is just buying everything online and amazon's the 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 major conduit for that it's 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 it sucks because there's not a lot you can do other than you know educating yourself enlightening yourself and i mean doing your best to to bring that to others and to uh take action that promotes a more uh interdependent localized lifestyle uh, you know communities farms those are the things that need to be supported with with your money and 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 you know you need to devote your time and your attention to um to the the subjects and to the information that will benefit you and the people around you. I mean, these are the fundamental things that you can do. I, I think that I think that people need to stop, you know, being so afraid of expressing themselves to their friends and family. Um, you know, there the, the, there's no time for fear in that situation anymore. The stakes are too high. Um, you know, you, you have so much power in terms of how you affect the people immediately around you. And if you squander that, well, I mean, you really do have no power then because you can't, you can't really influence people beyond, you know, the, those who are immediately around you. And of course, unless you're doing something like we're doing. And, you know, I, I, I think that once people get to a certain point of understanding, they could do that also, but that's, that's something that requires a lot of prerequisites. You know, you have to be able to really understand yourself and reality and at a certain level in order to be able to, you know, do a podcast or, or create content. So it really starts on a very basic level. You know, what you, what you do with your time, your attention and your money. I think that that's, that's what I would suggest. You know, that's, that's the best you can do. Yeah, I agree. You know, there's a lot and, uh, yeah, doesn't, doesn't hurt to look on the bright side sometimes too. And just, fucking laugh at it you gotta have no, a you, sense of humor about yeah, all you ha- this you know you, ha- you have to laugh at it because if, if you don't laugh at it like i said you'll just be consumed by you know whatever whatever it is depression rage or whatever i mean for me like i've always had a lot of anger and um that's become more indignation you know over the last several years rather than just you know uh, petty anger with 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 people around me and things like that because that was an easier thing to do like uh 
you know, I, I hated my my father for years because of you know the the behavior that he engaged in um, in regards to my mother and our family. But like once I got to a point, a certain level of understanding, it's like I just realized that that's a complete squandering of my energy and my focus. And instead of that, I just channel that anger into more of an indignative um, expression, which is to you know. Um, not be happy or satisfied or anything remotely close to what with what's happening in the world and with people and using that in order to make content and to you know engage in behavior that will help better that situation because if your anger is isn't productive or you or you're just depressed if you allow it all to to weigh you down to the point where you can't do much of anything i mean you're just giving them exactly what they want even more so like i'm not saying that you know, you're going to be able to f- fucking change the world, you know, if you if you manage to, uh, you know, channel all that into something productive. I mean, that, it, it, that's not any more realistic than, you know, being bogged down by anything, you know, because like either way, you're not going to you're not going to make the change that you want to make. Um, but what what else can you do? You have to do the best you can. Right. I mean, that that that's the power you have is to do the best you can and whatever it is you're doing, whatever it is that you have control over. And whatever it is that you decide to exercise that control over in a more concentrated way, you just have to do your best at it. In order to do that, you cannot be – you can't be unbalanced. The key is balance. You can't be completely bogged down by it in a, a quote-unquote negative way, and you can't be – you know, living in with your head in the clouds, thinking that everything is, you know, grand and awesome either. So it's just a matter of finding that equilibrium where you can, you know, face and accept reality for what it is, but also be able to see the fact that it's that understanding reality and being consumed by it isn't going to help you or anybody else. You know, so that's where that uh, that bright side element of it comes into play. Yeah, man, you you got to do what you got to do. And, right. Uh, exactly. That's well, Josh, line. you know, thank you so much for uh, for making this happen here. It's been a really interesting conversation. You definitely got some unique perspectives and uh, a, a good point of view. So keep doing what you're doing. Keep spreading the word, man. I mean, like you said, every uh, everything counts. You know, everything you do in this life matters. So and right. I think you're on the right path. So I really appreciate that. And you coming on here, we'll have to have another conversation here soon. So I, pre- uh, I appreciate you for having me, man. I really do. Um, and yeah, I, I would be, I'd love to to do this whenever you like. I'm, I'm always available and ecstatic about having conversations like this and reaching more people that I wouldn't. So yeah, well, anytime, man. Thank you. I appreciate yeah, it. Yeah. Wh- why don't you uh, share uh, where people can find you and and stuff like that? Sure. Sure. Yeah. Um, Instagram. Uh, laws of reality, no spaces. And then um, I have a YouTube account, uh, the unseen encyclopedia. And there is a corresponding website that goes along with that, the unseen encyclopedia.com. And uh, you can you can find um, pretty much all of my content there and ways to con- you can message me through Instagram and I have my email on my YouTube. I offer um, hard drives uh, that I, I have about four terabytes of data. Um, that I will put onto a hard drive for you and send it to you if you're interested 
in um, acquiring more information and knowledge and, and, and progressing your enlightenment. Um, so you can, you can contact me at moralityislaw at mailfence.com. That's my email. If you're interested in that or you just want to have a chat, um, I'm available pretty much any time. You know, life uh, throws circumstances your way sometimes that you can't control. And, uh, I, but I do my best to be available. So, yeah, Laws of Reality, Instagram, The Unseen Encyclopedia on YouTube, and the unseenencyclopedia.com website. All right. Awesome, man. Well, there you have it. Thanks, Josh. And uh, we'll talk soon. You have a good day, man. Sounds great. You too, man. Thank you. All right. Peace out.